Down for the Count with Brandon Medina and Dan Cialana. Oh, goodness gracious, Man, ladies that, and that, gentlemen. That, ooh, ooh, that's, that's hard. It, it's hard. It's hard. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, ESPN San Antonio proudly brings to you it's a hundred time tag team champions of the world. This is down for the count. I'm your man, Brandon Big Poppy Medina. That is Dan Cialana. And as always, we got a little special guest, one of the more tenured special guests that we have on the show, Mr. Mike Mayer from Off the Mic Podcast. What is going on, gentlemen? Wow. It has up, been too Mike? long. Yeah, man. It's like, I mean, it really WrestleMania was what, like three weeks ago already? Holy crap. It feels like it feels like an eternity since I've talked to both of you guys. It has. And, you know, we've we've had kind of a uh, more simple uh, uh, schedule recently. You and I, Brandon, uh, the yes. show has been a little bit of hiatus here. Uh, we had some life changes. Uh, you had. Yeah. You, know, you, you, your your girl had a baby, so yes, congratulations I did, I did to the genetic jackhammer. The genetic jackhammer. Just everybody knows you can now follow me at the genetic jackhammer Brandon Medina <laughs> on Twitter. For sure, we change my name. Well, yeah, and you the last really time are, we had you really are big poppy, man. Yes, you really are yeah. big poppy Brandon Medina. You're, it's, you're it's a proud dad a, now. Yeah. He's living the gimmick now. Yes. Now, Brandon and Mike, yes. uh, the last time down for the count, we had a show. Uh, it was actually way back a few weeks before WrestleMania. And the last guest we had on there, we had that. Oh, God, I can't remember her name. Oh, what was her what name? Was, it was that wrestler. It was a up and coming female wrestler. And yeah, she ended think... up winning some kind of wrestling show. Oh, 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 oh yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 The initials uh, BB. Was yeah, she, 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 Belair? yeah, she's got, she's got a whole thing where like there's three letters. I, I mean, I, I, yeah. I can't remember. Guys. Is it E S T right? Something yeah. like that. She was our last guest on our last episode of down for the count. And then she ended up winning the main event of WrestleMania. Nothing too crazy. Yeah. yeah no nothing deal. too crazy. Yeah. yeah no big deal. You know. No big deal. No big deal. Only the second WrestleMania main event involving women. And the first involving two black women. Yes, like, it's it's not it's not like that wasn't like a huge deal or anything like that. So and, and by the way, you guys, we called, yeah. it, we called it Brandon because yeah. at the time Babe of the year Ruth. when we talked to Bianca, the uh, it had not been her match with Sasha Banks had not been officially uh, named as the main event of the Saturday WrestleMania. But we said in our interview, we said, "Hey, it's going to happen. You're going to be in the main event with Sasha Banks, and you're going to win." And that's yep. what happened. That's what they call the down for the count rub. Yes, I completely agree. Every person that has been on down for the count has made an appearance. Now, have they been victorious? We cannot say, but have they made an appearance on WWE television or got pulled up to the main roster of AEW or whatever right. the case? It is the down for the count rub. It is a streak like no other besides the streak of mine refusing to pay for pay-per-views. So the greatest streak <laughs> in wrestling is not the undertaker. No. Undertaker's WrestleMania undefeated streak. It's Brandon refusing to pay for pay per, pay for pay per views. Easy for yes. me to say. Speaking of and by the way, yes, go ahead. Pay per views, real quick. What was your guys' thoughts on watching it on Peacock this year? Like, because the thing that annoyed me is, I mean, obviously we're in an era where DVR is a thing. The thing that right. annoyed me is you could not pause it. Like you, you could not pause right. it. Like even like that was the biggest thing. And the fact that that happened, I mean, I, I could get it. It's a live thing, and it's, but it almost felt like kind of prehistoric, like old school pay per view days where you couldn't pause or rewind or 
like fast forward if you had paused like it was it was weird like it was really yeah. weird doing i can understand that. if it was a free service they say hey, okay if you if you want dvr privileges or pausing privileges you got to pay more but it's really silly to pay for something these days in 2021 to pay for an extra service where you can't pause it so i definitely didn't like that because there's a right. lot of times in past wwe pay-per-views where you know if i got something else going on i might start a little late just I'd stay off Twitter and Facebook to not see any spoilers, but or I'll watch it the next morning, whatever. But I, I'm like, okay, I gotta be here. I gotta watch this thing. Not the worst thing in the world, but yeah, I definitely agree with you, Mike. Definitely kind of annoying. Yeah, I think for me, I, uh, I, I completely agree. I understand where you're coming from, Mike. However, we're paying less for Peacock than oh, we yeah. are. So yeah, I think you're for paying me, five, you're paying, you're paying, yeah, yeah, you're paying, paying two fifty a month yeah. and then four ninety nine after that, which is less than what the WWE yeah. Network. Remember nine ninety nine. Yeah, they right. made sure about that. Plus, you get all the Peacock stuff too. You know, I've yeah, some, Office. I've you, can watch, you can watch movies. the Office or something like that, or parts. Yeah, my fiance's my fiance has been loving the fact that we have more options for movies. So while she heals from literally delivering a life, um, Peacock's definitely. <laughs> Up there on her uh, movie trends. With arms wide open. <laughs> it's crazy okay. that I thought for a long time, I was like, you know what? I think Dan Cialana might be the singer of Creed for a while there. Have you um, ever seen us both? In the I mean, same I place? couldn't tell. I couldn't <laughs> tell. the. I couldn't tell you the difference from here and that, man. I know you got to be careful. I might get flagged from YouTube. They're going to think we did some copyright stuff on there. Yes. Yes, indeed. However, guys, it is uh, an interesting week of wrestling, right? We've seen. One of the most incredible clips of AEW, which we'll get into, but also we have seen a downward trajectory like we do with most years in the past. Uh, Monday Night Raw is becoming mm. almost unwatchable for me. How do you guys feel? Dan, first up, let's go yeah. with you. With Monday Night Raw, what are you, what, what's going wrong? Well, I, I tweeted on Monday night. I, I turned into Monday Night Raw a little bit late and I just watched a few minutes and I tweeted, Raw is unwatchable. And oh my God, it just, I just feel bad for everybody on that show. They have so much talent there at WWE. And I just feel like, <sighs> do they want to be there? Do they wish they were in NXT? Do they wish they can go to AEW? It's not a compelling show. It's a slog to slog through three hours of Monday Night Raw. You know, when we were on every week, uh, I was watching it every week like homework. You know, so I'm like, okay, I knew we we're going to do the show this week again. So I'm like, okay, I got to watch. It. I got to do my homework. But man, it is rough. It is a rough watch. What yes. do you think, Mike? Uh, I, I just, I'm with you guys. It's a slog. And I, I told Brandon before we got started here, like, I, I, and I rarely get bored. I really get, I really get engaged, even how bad it is. But that first hour, I almost shut the show off. I was that, I was that bored and just that pissed off because here's the problem. WWE has this really bad habit specifically and I think three hours we and I, we've I think we've talked about it like I, I, at least I, I know I've talked about it on my show I'm pretty sure you guys have brought it up I think the three hour thing is a huge issue here and I think that's because you watch Smackdown it seems like a much more seamless show AEW I talked about this on my podcast last night like they went from segment from segment like they went from that parlay segment with the inner circle and the pinnacle right to a Moxley and Omega and Eddie Kingston segment, like seamlessly. And you just don't see that on Raw. And it's just repetitive storylines, the same things every week, just in different forms. Like the you had Mason T-Bar without their masks, basically the same formula that they did a two-on-one handicap match with 
a face coming in to save the other guy. And then Mason T-Bar get the win in the tag match on, on a technicality. And it's like, that's not original stuff. And then the thing that really bugs me is just the way they book their women's division. Like, I mean, we, we knock on Nia Jax, but for God's sake, they make that woman look like, like a complete buffoon, like the slip and slide stuff. And then her flirting with, um, her flirting with Angel Garza and Reginald. Like, it's like, that's your women's tag team champion. And then Rhea Ripley's just standing there on the apron while all of this is happening. And she's like an afterthought. That's like a prize. Like we talk about Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley's right there with Bianca Belair. So they don't book their women very well. And they, and their top champions and their, and and their top storylines are just redundant. And they keep doing the same things over and over again, where it's just not watchable because you don't have a reason to come back. Honestly, with Monday Night Raw these days, I can just watch the clips on YouTube the next day and kind of get a general idea of what's going on and not really feel like I've missed the show, you know, because it's just there's just nothing much going on. And I, I, it, it, I, I remember the days of Monday Night Raw when Monday Night Raw was the stuff. I'm trying not to curse here, but was the you know, stuff. It, it was it was the you know, the great you know circle of stuff. Yeah, it, it was the great <laughs> circle of stuff. It was the show. It was the main show, the show you couldn't miss. Do you think the move to let Smackdown now being the A show and being and more invested in now being the Fox property like that's been going on since 2019? Like, do you think that that plays a role into that? I mean, I'm not saying that, I mean, NBC Universal isn't a priority. Like, they've been with USA forever. But do you think that that kind of plays a role into this? Like, that they're just not as invested in making Raw what it used to be? I think so. And I think, you know, SmackDown, obviously, it's on Fox Network. It's network TV. Yeah. It's going to get more of a, you know, it's going to get more attention. Uh, I think WWE kind of in their hearts. <laughs> Still thinks that Raw is their is their baby and their show, but it doesn't. They don't indicate that with their programming. They don't. They don't show that. Raw is just. It just. It sucks. I don't know yes. how else to say it. Yeah, I think for me, um, going to what Mike said and a little bit of what you said, Dan is Fox definitely has pushed SmackDown to new heights than what it was previously. SmackDown 2018 was definitely not the best show to watch. Um, nor was raw at moments of that year moving forward i think 2020 the pandemic experience has opened our eyes to a multitude of things but what it's done is created a smarter consumer and a smarter wrestling fan we know exactly what we're looking for we know exactly what we like there's so many options now that you're not going to events now that dan and mike and brandon can't just look at a calendar or get an update that hey monday night raw is coming to san antonio and then you're going to be watching Every Monday Night Raw before that, so you can be prepped up for that event. Now you can watch Ring of Honor, you can go watch NWA, you can go watch AEW, NXT, WWE, Impact Wrestling. The options are absolutely endless. And if you're working from home, like many of us are, New Japan Pro Wrestling is also an option. Yeah. You can stay up late, watch New Japan, and they have. I mean, when you when you start watching New Japan, it's a lot harder to come back to what we have currently because New Japan really goes in with their products, and I think AEW is for the smart wrestling fan, for the diehard wrestling fan. And WWE, unfortunately, is, is still the baby, still the love and, and the, the culture fit for many, but it's starting to fall behind as far as content. It's not easily watchable. I'm sure all of us here have tuned into Monday Night Raw and tuned out early because of the fact of the matter that it's just not as entertaining. 
How about this, Brandon? Our guy, Nick Trey from Energy 941, frequent co-host, uh, guest co-host for Down for the Count. He's got a little conspiracy theory about why Monday Night Raw sucks. Nick says, I think they're purposely trying to have USA not renew their contract by putting out half-ass shows because they want to jump to an- another network. How about that? It, Mike Mayer from Off the Mic Wrestling Podcast is Nick correct. Is WWE sabotaging Monday Night Raw because they I mean, want to get I, fired? It's kind of like I, when you when you hate a job, you just you want them yeah, to fire yeah, you yeah, so you yeah, can yeah, get the yeah, unemployment. Yeah, yeah. So you get out. Yeah, so you get out. I mean, that's not a ter- that's not a terrible conspiracy theory because you just look at these shows, and I mean, obviously you hear the stories about how they're rewriting the stuff in show and Vince McMahon showing up late. It it, it just doesn't seem like they're putting the same concerted effort into raw that they are into smackdown and and, and, and nxt like you watch smackdown it is night and day like roman Mm -hmm. reign and 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 a lot of it has to do with roman reigns and just how he has carried that show since he came back from uh the pause that he had in his life he obviously had another kid and and obviously there was the scare with covid since he has come back and I think we can all agree on this. He is the best thing that WWE has right now. And this is the Roman Reigns, frankly, that we should have seen it when he split off from the Shield. This is the Roman Reigns we should have seen. And I don't know where the hell it was, but that is why SmackDown is so engaging. On top of it, you got Daniel Bryan. You got Edge to come over there for a feud, which was great. But just everything about that show, even the women's division, Sasha and Bianca, even though they booked it really crappy, like, the, the stuff there is a lot more engaging than what the hell they got going on on raw. And it's just, like I said, the storylines are repetitive and redundant yeah. and they just don't give you a reason to come back and tune in that there's going to be something different. That's going to happen the next week. Definitely. And one huge difficulty that WWE has had recently is staff changes. There was a big, uh, there's lots of uh, wrestlers and uh, behind the scenes, behind the scenes staff fired recently including oh my god i have to stand up here my beloved iconics wearing my iconics t-shirt because i am so sad that billy k it's vintage Royce. now vintage now i know this is a i gotta put this under glass or something you yeah know? you, got, you it, gotta like you gotta like uh mint that up and like put it oh up man. in like a case or something yeah fired a bunch of folks at wwe fired samoa joe that uh, was ridiculous like that, yeah. that that was ridiculous like i mean guys we talked about it. Samoa Joe is one of the most talented wrestlers in the world. And he is, granted, he has been dinged up a lot. Uh, and, but he suffered through the whole pandemic era behind commentary. And he was really good at it. Like commentary could be really rough sometimes. Like, look, I'll say this. Look, I like Adnan Verk from his ESPN days. I, I, it's just not a good fit on commentary at, at at Raw. It's just not working. Like, I mean, I can tell you three weeks in that it's just not working. McAfee, on the other hand, is great. I think that's that's actually worked out really well. James Fletcher is a football hero. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, and Brandon and, as well. Yes. Uh, but yeah, Samoa Joe, like, I thought he could have been a good challenger for Lashley at some point if he was healthy enough. Like he never got the title push. Like he had two title runs in NXT and he had a U.S. title reign. That's it. That's all he I, had. I will say, uh, speaking on McAfee, Dan, this yep. has been almost a year since. I mean, I don't know of a year, maybe a little less. But McAfee, when he first came to the WWE for the NXT match, you were like, "Who is this guy? He's not gonna draw. Why is he here?" 
here we are, fast forward almost a year or maybe over a year. I don't, I have no idea. But since Pat McAfee's involvement in NXT, obviously he was always involved uh, with WWE and some of the, the pre-shows and all that. But since his involvement with NXT, what do you have to say? Are you finally going to apologize and acknowledge no. the talent that Pat McAfee has and brings <laughs> to the table? I'll say this about Pat McAfee. What do you got to say for yourself? He puts in the work. I was always, I'm skeptical. I don't give a crap about football. So does Bad Bunny, night. I, I don't give a crap about, I don't care who's drafting to what, or I don't know what's if they're going to float in on a boat or something. No, that was last year, right? Las yes. Vegas. Also, anyway, see, I don't know of, what the hell. Speaking yes. up, Dan, the draft, uh, whoever is watching uh, throughout, I know I, I read and I heard that the uh, draft song or one of the preview for the songs is the NWO song. Oh, ooh, okay. Child. Hollywood or Wolfpack. By the way, another. Another wrestling tie-in here. Yes. Jacksonville Jaguars with Tony Khan. Tony Khan, exactly. Yeah. We're able to so, tie in everything, baby. Listen, yeah, NFL well, draft, I, I was, I was, I was tweeting about this, and somebody threw it out there. Uh, some writer who uh, like is a wrestling fan as well, and he threw out, "Hey, uh, maybe Trevor Lawrence could be at an AEW event." I was like, "Dude, they should totally have him in the crowd at Blood and Guts next week. That's like a huge opportunity. That's like a huge opportunity. Like we're, I mean." I know we're, we're losing Dan here for a second because I know he doesn't care about <laughs> football. football. But tre yeah, Trevor Lawrence is going to be the first pick in the draft by the and Jaguars. He should be there at. at <laughs> he should be there at a absolutely, show. and they should pan to him and basically say, "Hey, that's the first," <laughs> and he's gone, and he's no. gone. How about <laughs> Trevor Lawrence? Trevor Lawrence pans. Oh, for God's Dan. sake! What would you do? What would you do, Trevor what? Lawrence? Listen, you didn't that's trust the wrong Pat show, man. That's the wrong show. Anyways, but here's I'm a show. Cool. Here's a show that we can all agree on. I think the three of us here. AEW Dynamite. Yes. Doesn't hit it out of the park every week, but last night I think they did an absolutely solid show. And I know Mike here was a big fan of that uh, yeah. Pinnacle versus Inner Circle exchange parlay. Let's let's it take was, a look at it. it. Let's, let's take a little look yeah, at yeah, that. Let's, let's Ever take since a you came into that. AEW, yeah. you've been a failure. And actually, Spears, the more I think of it, you were a failure where you used to work too. I'm going to take off that heavy, heavy burden of a crown off your head and place it atop mine. And my family is going to replace the inner circle at the mountaintop here in All Elite Wrestling. You are not going to get in the middle of the inner circle. And you're not going to beat us at Blood and Guts. You won't make us submit. And you're going to have to kill us to make us surrender. You are going to have to kill us to make us surrender. And when that doesn't happen, we're going to step on you like the pile of crap that you are, wipe our feet on the concrete, and look down at the only spot that you deserve. Man. Now, check out the entire promo on, on YouTube. If oh, you yeah. Already. It, it was good. Good stuff. That's how you That's how you sell a match right there. I mean, we, we see like big matches get promoted and we see go home shows and like WWE has had a really bad habit of just having underwhelming go home shows. That is how you promote a big time match. I was our, my excitement level was here. It's out of the picture right now. <laughs> like, Very excited. You see how excited Mike was? Yeah, it's just it's. I think I see it coming from under the picture as well, popping up. I'm not sure. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm not too sure. However, I I will say I I will say. Um, you're absolutely, you guys are absolutely right. This, this is a huge, huge thing for AW. This is going to knock it out of the park. They're going to probably win the ratings war at this one. We were just talking about it, me and Mike. Yeah. I think this has a huge opportunity to, to be 
one of, if not the biggest shows that they've done that they've produced. I think I think it's going to be the biggest. I, it's it's going to get the it's going to go bigger than the debut that, that they had in October of nineteen. And it's not even I, a pay per view, right? It's it's, it's not a even a, it's dynamite. A, it's just a regular dynamite. I mean, it's going to be a pay per view level show. But like to Brandon's point, I talked about mm. this on my podcast, uh, uh, the Off the Mic Wrestling podcast, and I, I I mean, it could be considered a hot take because people in the industry still aren't quite yet. I mean, because it's only been a few weeks, but they've consistently and I I didn't see the number that they pulled. For this week, but I'd imagine it's still in that one million range that they've been in consistently since NXT moved to Tuesday nights. But yeah, I told Brandon, I was like, this, I don't, and he even said, hey, it's not that much of a hot take. I think because Raw has been so bad and not engaging, and yes, they're on separate nights, I think AEW is going to get a bigger number. It's going to be the biggest number that they've ever had, and they're going to beat Raw this week or next week. And hopefully that sends a message to Vince McMahon that something that he never thought would ever happen is AEW is going to beat him. And think about that guys. Like we've been talking about AEW being a competitor to raw for so long. And now there's a real possibility because they did a, such a great job of promoting this match and making you like, it, it's the complete opposite of what raw does. It makes you want to come back and watch blood and guts because not only that you're getting the world champion, Kenny Omega facing John Moxley in a tag match with, I mean, Michael Nakazawa was there too. And then you've got Eddie Kingston. I mean, Michael Nakazawa is there. I mean, they're, they're friends, but like I said, we, we know why Michael Nakazawa is there. He's pretty much there to probably take a pin or something, but still like you've got that, you got Britt Baker on the show. Um, you've got a fatal four-way tag team match. Like they did a and Cody facing QT Marshall in what's been a low-key great mid-card stu- uh level feud that they're doing there. So what they did last night just is pretty much to me solidified that they're gonna beat Raw this week. And I I'm glad that I have people who don't think that I'm insane. So thank you, Brandon. Yeah, Dan, what do you think about that? I think AW is on track to to beat Raw, to have the to be the number one weekly show. Of wrestling, you know, it's funny because originally AEW kind of when they decided to be on Wednesday night, they did it out of a good faith sort of competition thing with WWE. They said, you know what, we're not coming to take over your company, we're not coming to take your fans, we're not going to go to Monday night, we're going to go to Wednesday night. And at the time, there was no Wednesday night cable show. Right. Uh, NXT was on the WWE network, so I had a much smaller profile. So AEW was like, yeah, we're going to go on Wednesday night just to sort of like, you know, to show, hey, we're not we're not trying to fight with you guys. And then NXT moves to Wednesdays to compete. And now NXT goes away and WWE. Yeah. Well, according to WWE, no, 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 no. They just decided to go on Tuesdays. That's what they decided to do because everything's, you know, everything's competition. Come on. We know why they moved NXT to Tuesdays. Got your ass kicked. Got your ass kicked. And maybe that's the reason why there's been some uh, staff changes. Mike, uh, you know, Mark Carano fired from WWE and, and actually uh, the guy who set up the interviews for our show got fired too. poor guy, you know, good guy. So there's been a lot of things behind the scenes going on. Uh, now, one person who got fired from WWE who didn't deserve it. And at the very least, she didn't deserve to be fired the way she did was Mickey James. And uh, they're calling it hefty gates, <laughs> you know, because uh, they when she was fired from WWE. WWE sent her her items, her personal items in a trash bag. I was pissed, you know, like I'm pissed on it, but I'm like angry in a different like I'm not I don't want to come across as just angry because I'm not it's just more of like it is a direct reflection of everything that I've experienced, you know, and coming back and trying to even 
I was happy to take a back seat and take a, a trainer role or take something. All I asked for was like, Hey, can I get an out? Like, can I get something that just kind of can curtsy out the door? It was never about, I want one last run or I need to be, I want to still be a wrestler for the next five years or anything. All I wanted was just a little respect. And I've been there before. I've been there, you know, when, when you lose a job, whether it's voluntary or not, uh, the way that your managers treat you on the way out the door is very important. And uh, I don't think WDBE was trying to piss her off or offend her by saying, hey, you're trash. So we're going to put this stuff in a trash bag. I think it's, it, they were just being careless and tacky. I don't think they were trying to be mean to her. But it has to be put in the context of WWE and their reputation for being petty. So... I, what do you guys think? Do you think do you think it's it's much ado about nothing? Do you think people are right or wrong to be upset that Mickey James her stuff so, was sent in a trash bag? Yeah. So for me, there's there's two huge mistakes WWE has done. Um, well, three really. Uh, I think they let go of some incredible back office people, some incredible writers, some incredible production people in the back at the back end of things. Uh, but also the the big two that stand out to me are one and possibly number one above this that I'm sure we'll get into is. You let go of a once in a generation talent in Samoa Joe, um, and and that's going to come to bite you in the ass, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Whether you believe it or not, it's going to come to bite you in the ass, hundred percent. Give him time to get out of his contract, and whatever um, you know, contract negotiations went down. Whenever his his full rights are released and he can go work elsewhere, it's gonna it's gonna mess him up. But this story has blown up social media in a way that WWE does not need right now in a way that's going to take away viewership when AEW is producing possibly the best content they've ever done. Um, it's going to pull away fans. When you're doing stuff like this and still giving us the half-assed POS show we're seeing on Monday nights, it's it's enough to make somebody who loves the product say, you know what, this isn't for me anymore. Let me go elsewhere. Um, and to be, and maybe, let me be really fair here, you know, calling WWE petty, like, other wrestling company, no wrestling company is perfect. And there's been behind the scenes stuff with AEW between our show and AEW where, where frankly, AEW has been kind of petty with me. Okay. Uh, that's just real talk right there. Right. So I don't want everyone to think like WB super evil and AEW, they're angels. Like every company has, excuse me, punch my microphone. Every company has something. All right. But it just, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm all flustered now. Cause I, punched no, I get it. I will say, I will say, I think this, the, the way it was handled, obviously, was completely wrong. Mickey James deserves much more than that. She's a that's future a, Hall of Famer. Yeah, right. that's a six-time women's champion. That's that's a six-time women's champion. And not just that, guys. Th- think about every, like her return and everything was completely forgettable. Like, I felt they could have done a lot more. And I know she said in that clip that she didn't really want to, like, she, she would have been fine taking a trainer role. I, I, I felt that maybe she could have gotten another run or hell like you've got you you had her sitting around after her ACL. she came back from her acl i mean there are a bunch of people she could have worked with like she she's that good i mean she's and let's face it i mean yeah she's in her 40s but she can still go with the best of them she's like, 41 she, yeah and she and she was mentioning in this in this podcast it's the podcast she hosts with victoria uh it's called grown ass women she she mentions elsewhere in that podcast she's saying hey i'm 41 years old WWE was treating me like I was a senior citizen where there's, there's, which is there's ironic guys because which right. is ironic because, Hey, you're bringing in Goldberg who's in his fifties and we don't exactly. want to see him anymore. I mean, and, and you were going to the undertaker granted the undertakers hung him up, 
And like, look, I know Bobby Lashley is in peak physical condition and he deserves to be the champion right now, but he's 44. So I mean, do they make senior the citizen jokes about, about almost said Al Snow? <laughs> <laughs> AJ Styles. Do they make, they make, they make senior citizen jokes about AJ Styles? No way. AJ Same Styles. age as Mickey James, no. like give or take I, a couple years. I will say though, I'm interested. And again, this is. We're, we're diving into it, and I think I'm going to stray off a little bit, and I apologize, Dan and Mike. However, okay. um, being being co-host with my boy Dangerous Dan, sometimes you got a little dangerous, and you got to throw the show off the rails a little bit. And my question to you guys is, yeah. with Dan, you just brought up AJ Styles being treated as a senior citizen, right? When we, when we shift over to the Samoa Joe news, all that stuff, now you have Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels, a lot of people that AJ Styles probably holds very true, near and dear to his heart. Ooh. And he's doing a lot of incredible stuff. Would be would mm. we be very surprised to see AJ jump ship and go back to almost? I, th almost I think his down? contract's up. I think his contract's almost up. And I mean, look, Daniels and Kazarian. I mean, they're, it looks like they're going to end their partnership very soon because I mean, SCU is going to probably end up facing the Young Bucks based off what we saw. Um, on dynamite last night and the stipulation that they kind of put on themselves is if we lose again, we're not going to be a team anymore. And guys, like if you've ever watched impact, uh, Samoa Joe, AJ styles and Daniels had one of the great triple threat triple matches threats, yes. of, of all time yep. of all time in the history of that company. And they're, they're originals there. So look, that's a hot take, man. I, I, I don't know how much he he's got left. He's pretty much been a pretty good company man for the most part. Uh, since he got to WWE in 2016, but look, it, it's a real conversation starter now. And I mean, you've got to hope at least since we, we like WWE that, like I said, I kind of hope that AEW does beat raw this, this coming week, because if they do, maybe that puts the fire in Vince McMahon and everybody, uh, one of the writers on raw to actually start producing better content. Because this is this isn't just a post WrestleMania thing. This has been going on for a while now. And I think the reason I bring it up is because you know you keep your friends close, you keep your enemies closer, right? This happens to be in both wheelhouses. You keep your friends in Samoa Joe and Kazarian and Daniels, and then your enemy, of course, when it comes to competition with AEW. You look at the product they're doing. You look at how they're treating their employees and their their uh, wrestlers there. WWE doesn't even look at you as an employee, right? You, you, you're very much indispensable. You're very much easy to replace. Body. You're a body there to, to perform. And when you look at wrestlers like, you know, you, me, you and Dan are huge fans of, you know, wrestlers like Cesaro, like uh, Nakamura, who's not getting any love these days. Like people well, like it that. It, it took them seven years to figure. I mean, they, they gave Cesaro the push. And now yes. it seems like finally seven years. It took him seven years. Same with Kofi. Kofi, like the only reason Kofi got it is because the fans were so and, and uh, like Ali got hurt, and then the fans were so relentlessly in support. It was basically another Daniel Bryan thing, and he faced Daniel Bryan. Like yeah. that's the Kofi Mania was one of the best storylines of maybe the last five to ten years, and it wasn't in the cards. It wasn't planned. And you would think that WWE these days, knowing that people can jump ship to go to AW, go to Impact Wrestling, and that a lot of fans won't really, most fans won't see it as a downgrade. You no. would think that WWE would would say, you know what, we need to create an environment where people don't want to leave here. But instead, it seems like WWE is just doubling down on their BS, saying, you know what, you know, we're the king of the mountain, we'll do whatever we want. And 
they're going to lose some good people. They're going to lose some great talents. And, and they, they, it just years ago, CM Punk did that pipe bomb where in, I know Brandon always makes fun of me because I always think wrestling's real, but he said a lot of real things in that pipe bomb. Did, and yeah. one of the infamous lines was that CM Punk said that things around here won't change until Vince McMahon dies. Now I'm not wishing death on Vince McMahon, but I'm just saying like once <laughs> I don't think anything's going to change until Vince McMahon is out of the picture, whether he retires or he's incapacitated. So I, I just don't, I don't know. Yeah. And I hear what you're saying. And I do think, uh, unfortunately it's, it has to be true. I mean, it's, it's never rung true more than now, but you would assume, like you said, that even though they can jump ship, um, that they would treat their employees better, but also they, they, I mean, why would you warrant this type of social media reaction with sending Mickey James stuff? Like whoever did, I know they mentioned whoever did that was fired already, but like, how is that an idea for somebody to do that? How is that even in the picture for somebody to do that? And what I've noticed guys, and I'm sure maybe you have too, all of us consume wrestling content in different avenues, right? It's not just in the ring wrestling content. Uh, I know A&E is doing some incredible new content stuff with WWE. They're doing like biographies on wrestlers. They're doing like uh, a show that's like a, like a, like almost like a little treasure hunt uh, for WWE artifacts. And that's been awesome. I've been watching all of that and it's great TV, right? But it's almost as if the WWE product line is going, let's put out as much content and not focus on what made us where we are. And that's in ring, in ring action, in ring storylines. And, I think it's suffering for 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 not only us but for many. I mean, I know for myself on the hiatus, Dan. I'll be quite honest with you. I didn't watch any go home show for for WrestleMania. Uh, the the Raw after Mania was god awful. Uh, it was yeah. not nearly as good as as many you've seen before. So for me, I just haven't even been in tune with wrestling until I knew we were going to bring the show back today. Same here, you know, like I, I started watching WWE again pretty much this week, you know, catching up because it's like I've suffered you know, I knew, so good yeah. for you guys. I've I've suffered through all. Yeah, the Mike's BS. Mike's watched. Every, I, I, every I, show. I, I, I'm a, I'm a warrior. I do it for you, the people. I I guess I am the people's champion Champ. of, yes. of wrestling of wrestling podcast host, I guess. So, yeah, you're being tortured. Just, it's yeah, it's just I go through the torture and it's just like it's like I'm pulling out my hair every week where it's like man can we can we can we do something better like because it's frustrating to see like talented people be involved in crap like i talked about rhea ripley earlier they can't figure out what the hell to do with her like is she a face is she a heel yeah. and then she's standing on the apron and is a secondary part of what's going on with nia Jax and the water pail thing with mandy rose and dana brooke and you've got oscar there who's freaking great and it's just all of this crap that's going on. Even the segment with Miz and Morrison, like, and what? Also, the, the, a side note here: What the hell is John Morrison not doing wrestling over Jackson Riker? What the hell was that? What the hell was that in a six-man tag? Why the hell is John Morrison standing on the ground and Jackson Riker's wrestling? Like, but the tomatoes being thrown at them in that segment—it's like, what? What are we doing? New days. We all love New Day. Like, why, why are you doing like an acapella session and then throwing tomatoes at these guys? That's I like, felt, like I said earlier, I felt embarrassed for everyone, every wrestler on that show. I felt like I felt embarrassed that they had to, to do that, that their talents being wasted on just 
just this cheesy. I don't even know who the target well, audience I mean, of the show is anymore. Mo- Moxley's been. I remember when Moxley left a couple years ago, like when he he talked about it, like and he would flat out read scripts that he was fed, and he would just say it's crap. And it was like, yep. what the hell is this? Like the like the whole heel turn gimmick where he was taking rabies shots, like <laughs> like that sort of stuff. Like he was just he would get, and you see how much better he is in AEW because he's allowed to be a hundred percent authentically him. Like even Miro. Like he, he he was on record saying stuff like that. Like you see all of these guys and, and, pe- and people are trying to make a knock of, oh, these are WWE retreads. It's like you just see in AEW, these guys are allowed to be themselves. Jericho. Jericho's another example. They they didn't know what to do with him. And that's one of the most talented guys ever. One of the in my opinion, one one of the great wrestlers of all time. So it's just like you see them in AEW and you see what they did in WWE, and you're like it's night and day because you're the, they're allowing these people. They're not writing for them. They're, they're doing their own thing and they're allowed a certain level of creative freedom. And, and the big thing I know uh, our buddy, Nick trace chiming in saying, I can't wait to buy tickets to raw again, just to boo all night. Uh, I love it, but no, get it free from ESPN San Antonio. Yeah, get it free from <laughs> yeah, Don't worry. Don't worry about buying tickets. We got you. Nick. Now, the one thing I do want to highlight is I know early in the show. And I think this, this can be one of the last topics before we get out of here is, Nick had also mentioned, and I know it's been on the topic of mind for all three of us, and it's something that I think we've seen a lot on on wrestling Twitter and communities within wrestling online, is three hours of dynamite might be Mm. something that they're looking to do. And I think that is the downfall of Monday Night Raw. I think that is where Monday Night Raw got lost. Yeah, I mentioned it earlier. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, because not only do you have so many talented people in there, but when you don't have the ability to write and fill these shows, it just tends to drag. The reason why SmackDown has been able to work and it's because two hours, it goes by so quick. I mean, even if you have a bad segment here and there, it just doesn't feel like it dragged this. The first hour of this show from raw this past week, just it dragged because it was redundant and it was the same type of things. And then you add on the fact that you have three hours of it and you're going from five to eight out here, Pacific time for you guys. It's what seven to 10 central time. So for you guys, so it's just like, it feels like it drags and it's look like I, I get the concept three hours seems like a novelty. Like initially when it was brought up, I was like, Oh great. An extra hour of wrestling content. But it's like, no, you don't want that because I think I, it's less is less is more. Like if you're, yes. I'd rather put out better content in less time than drag it out over three hours. I'd rather do that. I mean, if you want to do a three hour pay-per-view show, that's fine. The, do it for the bigger events, but don't I've do always- it for like a major, uh, just like a major television show weekly. I agree. I've always thought it's better just to leave the audience with wanting more versus like, is this over yet? So I'd rather watch a wrestling show go, damn, it's over already. I wish there was, lo- I wish it was longer versus like, when the hell is this going to be over? Now, speaking of when the hell is this going to be over? We only got a couple more minutes left here <laughs> on tonight's show. So I wanted to take the chance to uh, congratulate friend of the show, Roxy. Yes. Uh, Mike, you remember her because you were guest hosting the night that we yeah. had Roxy on the show. She's, Roxy. She's great. Great person. She made her uh, Ring of Honor debut this week. So nice. congratulations to Roxy. Good for her. And I hope to get to see her this Saturday. I'll be at Mission Pro Wrestling up in Buddha at Pin- Pinball's Kingdom. Roxy will be on the card there. Hope to see her in person. Also, this Saturday at, at that May 1st show, our friend Alex Grassi will be there. She's been on yep. the show several times. Jasmine Allure, she's been on the show. And, of course, Thunder Rosa will be there. Uh, so looking forward to seeing all those ladies in person. That's going to be this Saturday at Mission Pro Wrestling Pinball's Kingdom in Buddha. Or is it Buddha? 
I don't know. I think it's Blue And uh, also, speaking of Alex Gracia here in San Antonio on May 2nd, Sunday, that's this Sunday, she'll be doing a meet and greet at the wrestling shop. So go ahead and meet Alex. I think it's going to be 1 to 4 p.m. this Sunday. Meet our friend Alex Gracia this Sunday. And Alex has so many dedicated fans. Like she literally has fans that are flying from New York just to meet her. So wow, that's that's big time there. So congratulations to all those ladies. And I'm looking forward to seeing them all this weekend and saying hi, representing down from the counts. Yes, absolutely. And thank you all for joining us. It has been a pleasure getting back together. Thank you, Mike, for t- jumping on and talking with us uh, some more wrestling. After yeah, it's always a blast is. talking wrestling with you fellows. Absolutely. And that is the bottom line because down for the counts said so. Follow Down for the Count on Twitter at DFTC Podcast.